Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people, the jockeys, the horses. The gates open now. They're off and racing. Time now for punters post-mortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls. Welcome to punters post-mortem. Yeah, good morning and welcome to Punters Postmortem on this uh, 23rd of November and another great weekend it was on racetracks all around Australia. We had really good racing, of course, down there at Kembla Grange for the gong. Uh, we had uh, brilliant racing over in the west as their carnival pretty much starts to get underway and will be the highlight for uh, plenty more weeks. And also up there in Queensland, the Sunshine Coast meeting and also in Victoria there as well. It, um, it's all about you guys, the listeners, this particular program. 13.53.53 is the open line number. We'd love to take plenty of calls from you today. We'll pretty much open those lines straight away. So if you feel like uh, asking the guys a question uh, about either what's happened on the weekend or their thoughts on following a horse forward or anything else in the racing game, you can give us a call 135353 or you can get involved on the text line as well. As always, uh, start the show. Save this number in your phone for the BSB text line, the Sky Sports Radio text line 0419 272. All our panel is online as well. Good morning, Ron Duffersey. Yeah, good morning, Dave. Um, another very successful uh, uh, meeting there on Saturday. The end of a long carnival, I must say, so it won't be long before we pick it back up, but uh, Kembla did a good job. Tough day for the majority of punters. I think only one equal favourite won, and would you believe that mm-hmm. was a horse called Batawi? And I don't think Ballarat was much better. I don't think they had a favourite role in there as well, so a pretty tough day in general for the punters, but a, a really good, successful meeting. Yeah, it was a tough day. Morning, uh, Dean Lester. Uh, what did you make of the Ballarat meeting, mate? It was tough going, Dave. Uh, there looked like two or three that should roll home, and they uh, they both or oh, you know, they all found a way to get beaten. And it was uh, yeah, it was a tough day, and it uh, it certainly dried out as that track went on as the day went on. It played very much to the inside. So, uh, yeah, look, I think there'll be a lot of winners to come out of it, but uh, we've got to uh, get up a bank again to, uh, to go again after Saturday. Certainly do. Morning, uh, Glenn Munsey. Glenn, uh, another great meeting at Kembla. And what was the, the figures like? Were they, were they keen to punt? Uh, yes, good morning, Dave. Morning, Ronnie. Morning, Dean. Uh, the, the putters were keen to punt. I, I, I put it on a par with um, Newcastle last week. So in the last two weeks with no Metropolitan Racing in Sydney and, and Kembla probably has the added weight to carry that no Metropolitan Racing in Victoria or Queensland as well. Um, Newcastle, of course, had uh, Sandown and Doombin. Uh, to rely on last week, but Kembla this week had Ballarat and the Sunshine Coast, and I know a lot of people use the the analogy here when the you know the punters don't see Ramwick or Rose Hill, they're not as keen to bet. Well, the support cards have got a lot to do with it as well, and I was very very happy uh, with the figures that were coming through for Kembla, and I was very very happy when we got to the last race, Dave, because you continually spend twelve hours on a race course, and you get to uh, six thirty at night, you are looking for somewhere else to go. Yeah, uh, one thing, uh, I'm sure you gentlemen will chime in here, the hospitality at both Newcastle and Kembla Grange from both those clubs uh, to get behind, support Sky, obviously, uh, with uh, having you guys do form line there at both the venues. You're obviously uh, well looked after on the race day as well. And uh, I wasn't there on Saturday at the races, but um, Duff, in regards to attendance, uh, I know last year they had quite a, a, a younger crowd. Was there a, a, that same sort of feel this last Saturday? Well, they looked pretty young to me walking out when I was walking out after the last. Uh, they were just, a, I'm sure they were 18 with the state they were in, but anyway, but they had, they'd, had a, they'd had a pretty good day, there's no doubt about that. Um, yep, there was some sights to be seen and there was only, I think, uh, 2,100 people there, that's all they were allowed, but there was full and I'd, I'd, I'd hate to think how big an event it would be, uh, mm. COVID-free, with 10,000 there. <laughs> exactly right. Put it right. this way, Dave, after the last Ronnie needed tongue-tie, blinkers, pacifiers, <laughs> oh. head check, stay in chain, <laughs> and a few Speak others. Speak for yourself. <laughs> 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 All right, boys, uh, we're going to jump in and obviously have a look at the... We'll dissect a few of these meetings. Uh, also, uh, talk to Dino about his thoughts on the West. I mean, what more can you say about W Piper? We do have a caller there. I believe we're going to kickstart with David, who is on line one. Good morning, David. How are you? Very good, mate. What's your question to the panel? Uh, I just want to find out what's happened to a jockey called Amanda Herman in Adelaide. She used to race there a couple of years ago. She was a really good jockey. And Brody Kirby in Perth. And Jason Waddell in, in New Zealand. They don't seem to be riding anymore. I just want to know what's happened to them, please. Okay. 
Gee, we've Maybe got a some not, um, not, nice hard one to start, boys. Yeah. The girl in Adelaide, uh, I thought she had a nasty fall uh, from memory. Um, Brody Kirby has a few uh, issues with his weight and has had a few uh, problems with stewards over the journey and Jason Waddell's always had trouble with his weight so uh, okay. maybe maybe he's taken a break or, oh, or even retired I'm not sure yeah and Amanda oh. had a fall did she uh, it'd be a while ago now though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I thought so she hasn't for a while what we'll do David well, is, Amy, uh, Amy Herman was in is, Amy yeah, okay. yeah. Amy yeah. Uh, There'll surely be someone out there listening that may know. Um, so, David, if I see any texts that come through or anyone wants to ring and, and let us know what then that your question can be answered, that's how we'll do it, mate. That'd be great, mate. Beautiful. Anything else? Anything on the racing on the weekend? No, not really, no. <laughs> All good. No dramas. All right, beautiful. Thank you, David. Uh, here's a text that's come in, and it is about... Uh, Dave. Uh, yes, uh, mate. Bro- Brody Kirby's last ride was on the 27th of September at okay. Northam. Uh, he had two rides that day, rode a fourth and rode a seventh. And anyone that's looking for these sort of things, if you go to Racing Australia, which is racingaustralia.horse, uh, you can go to a search section and put in a jockey's name, a trainer's name or a horse's name, and you can uh, have a look for them. And, and that's, you know, not to give that's ourselves a wrap, but that's what we're using <laughs> when a lot of people yeah. ring up here and ask about a particular horse or jockey, as we've just done there. Uh, Dino, Brody was the young apprentice that was coming through with the Durants, wasn't he? And the, he was sort of being tipped to be one of the, the better young ones coming through over there in the West. Is that right? Or have I got my wires crossed? Uh, he had a stint with Simon Miller. Right. Um, I certainly know that. And, uh, yeah, he's just he's had a few, I think, just a few off-track dramas as much as anything. Okay. So, and, and we're... Okay. Not sure what's happened there. I've lost Dino. Uh, 9.15. Yeah, all right, here we go. Bad. Let's. Sorry, oh, sorry, mate. Um, all right, let's get into it. The gong. Uh, we'll start with you, Duff. Uh, at what point did you think Dawn Passage was just going to go straight past Arkademus? Was it the whole straight? Could you believe that, uh, that Arkademus has kicked back and won? Uh, no, he looked like he had him cold, didn't he, from the turn on. Uh, but Arkademus was just so tough. He used to be trained on the track there and... I, I had that little, if there was any doubt with Dawn Passage, was running a real strong mile right out. And i am still got that little doubt with him, even though he was just nudged out. Um, I, just He seems like more a, a lethal 14, 1500-metre horse, but he did a good job. But Arkademus, wow. Um, like I said, he was 30-something dollars early early morning since the preview, and so someone liked him, whether it was just because of his on-pace racing style and it got a little bit tougher to make ground as the day unfolded, or um, just that he'd peaked on the right day. You, you couldn't have backed him in the yard. He'd be, he was a, he was be misbehaving and doing his usual thing, wanting to jack up and do a lot wrong. Um, but and sometimes you can overcome that, and he certainly did that. Uh, thinking over at one stage, I thought he was going to win down the straight, so that would have been mm. a great result for the locals. Reloaded, well, he's run one of his better races in a long time. Really, it didn't run to what some of the form um, we thought would shape up here. Uh, whether they'd come to the end of it or not, I thought Purple Sector had his chance. Brandenburg was the best from the back. And uh, the horses out of the Kentala just didn't didn't uh, back up. You know, your, your rocks, your Almedos who pulled up sore. And, and um, yeah, it, it was... Uh, and Batiga didn't come into it with a quiet ride. So it was a, a bit of an upset result. And... Uh, but... He, full honours, he made his own luck and, and got the job done. Because it is a, such a, a long carnival now, Duff, do you be more forgiving to these some of these horses that were beaten? Oh, yeah, yeah, you have to be. You know, we, they've, they've set their form up. There's some some proven, good, really nice horses there. So I think we most of them will go for a paddock now. We'll assess them after their one or two runs back next preparation and we'll go from there. But, uh, no, you just can't uh, sack horses at, you know, at the end of a preparation. Um, when they've done such a good job going through to there. Munns, what was uh, it like figures-wise? Uh, like I see on, on Rising, you mentioned before, the, the SP uh, $5. Is that right on the, on the NOP for Dawn Passage? Uh, yes, uh, just just ran favourite over uh, Purple Sector. We ran $5 and uh, $5.50. Uh, with, with our market, uh, Purple Sector, um, 
probably the disappointing one of the two when you consider the the form that he went into it. But the winner was a he was a nice sneaky go, as Ronnie said to the boys on the Big Sports Breakfast. He was thirty one dollars in the morning, and by the time we got to this race to preview, which would have been around about a quarter to nine, uh, he was into twenty three dollars at that stage. When we started the preview on Sky Thoroughbred Central at eleven thirty, he was into sixteen dollars. He bottomed out at around about fifteen. Uh, in fact, no, thirteen. He bottomed out at. Uh, and that was uh, 11 o'clock uh, in the morning and then got back out uh, to a $15 chance when we did the preview. Um, got to as much as $18, $19, but he was just one of those horses that, that held his spot in the market there. Uh, there was a number of, you know, pretty good goes uh, in the race, but it's it's one of those races, Dave. When you get a, you know, a field of 16 where the form's very, very well exposed, you're going to get good money for a lot of horses, and that's what showed last week at Newcastle and, and this week at Kembla. In the previous mm. two meetings on a Saturday in town, we'd had 40 scratchings both days. Uh, on each of the two days, the, the previous week. And then you get to Newcastle and Kembla, and they're lined up with fields of 14 and 15 and 16. And they're really keen to bet because they're getting good value about a number of runners. Let's get down to uh, the Ballarat Cup, uh, which was race eight on the card. Dino, plenty of questions here about um, Irish Flame. Um, obviously a, a surprise result. Um, what did you make of the, the, win of, uh, the winner? And uh, this other text is saying, what did you make of the protest as well? Uh, well, the, the winner has had a fantastic preparation which started uh, probably midway through winter and he's just kept going and improving and uh, he'd only, before he came to Australia, when he was in New Zealand, he'd only had one run uh, further than a mile and it, it was the end of a preparation he didn't fire but uh, Brett Scott's patiently brought him up in trip. Uh, didn't get any favours in the run either. He was three wide but uh, he, he just came into the race at the right time but it was... Uh, the first six, there was half a length between them, and uh, a fair to remember, I think. Probably she got through, but she had to have, just have a bump with Sosie Bond as she got through, and I think if she got through cleanly, she'd have probably won. Gamekeeper ran well, uh, and, yeah, the, uh, the the protest, when you first looked at it, you'd say, well, it would be upheld, uh, the ODM Harlem protest, but it was more to do with the Irish flame moving a little bit, so it wasn't actually really Harlem's fault. So uh, that's why it was dismissed, because it was probably referred on uh, interference. There's a couple of um, texts here as well, mate. Now, I didn't see the full card there at Ballarat, but they just wanted to know how you thought Ballarat played. And there's no name on this text. It just says, uh, horses weren't travelling from the 700-metre mark, and I found those at the front were able to pinch a break by the time those at the back in the ruck picked up momentum, the bird had flown. Was there any, was there an, a, a bias here on Saturday at Ballarat? So it was a, a very warm day and they'd, uh, they'd had a couple of warm days in a row. They watered fairly heavily. I think the track started as a four and early in the day you could certainly make ground but you could see a shift about halfway through the day. Uh, certainly the straight dried out and there was a sort of thought that between about the 800 and the 500, the track might have been just that little bit softer. It was not soft as such, but probably a, a good four and the straight was a good three. And it was when those were trying to get into the race, the leaders were skipping away. And, uh, gee, it was, uh, you know, very apparent as the, uh, as the day wore on. Uh, the cup, you know, they were all across the track, but it was a solidly run race. But if you were close to the rail in that second half of the program, you were very much advantaged. All right, uh, let's get back up to Sydney. Duff, some text here. I uh, wanted to come in about the last race. Uh, I think a, a stack of people are on uh, Greek Hero. They wanted to know your thoughts on the run and, and also the uh, the run of the winner. Um, well, the run of the winner was good. Uh, she won first up at a previous preparation. We're slow learners. She'd uh, uh, just done a terrific job with her, Teresa. Um, she... Um, run right to form. You could understand that she'd be set up to run well at a hometown um, standalone meeting and that's exactly what she did. She was she was terrific there, uh, Monica and at some stage there we thought, you know, she was just a wet tracker but uh, she's just as effective on dry, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it was just an ugly watch, the favourite. It was just terrible. Um, once he missed the start uh, there's nothing you know, nothing opened up for him. Um, he was never going to win, and you knew and you knew exactly what was going to happen from the thousand onwards. He was just going to run a flying third or fourth, and that's exactly what he did. So uh, there's still an adjourned inquiry into that. I haven't seen all the head-on and the stewards' vision yet, but uh, they, they've got hold of that. So we'll let them sort it out. But uh, mm. you know, once you miss the start like that and you're back in the ruck, I think it was expected he'd be mapping third the rail. 
Um, you know, we all blame jockeys for missing the start. Horses miss the start. Jockeys don't miss the start. So we'll, we'll leave it to the... You know, we, we can all see he should have won. I thought Knight of Power was pretty good there. Uh, first up as a gilding. Uh, but all the talk is obviously uh, about Greek Hero, probably one of the better backrunners all day, um, to run about that 270 mark. But, um, yeah, you should have collected. It's as simple as that. Mm. Well, I was going to ask you, Munz, what was, was it the, the best go of the day in terms of what we held because everyone was trying to blast out in the last? Um, it was a very, very good go, Dave, but um, if you tuned into the putters panel uh, on the Friday morning, you would have been having something on the winner and you would have been avoiding a Greek hero at around about the 250 to 270 mark. But, uh, you know, racing's a very, very quirky game. You can put your chest out when you find a winner, Dave. Uh, but it was just one of those races where... Um, you had Greek Hero was first up, you had Rule the World was first up, and Knight of Power was first up, along with Monogal. Uh, so a stack of horses first up, and the yard was going to be important. But, you know, Greek Hero's been in a lot of races lately, Dave, and he was 20 to 1, he was 10 to 1, he was 12 to 1. And, you know, here he lines up, he finally gets to the races, and you're forced to take, you know, anywhere between $2.50 and $3. You, mm. you know, every horse has a price. All right, it's 9.24. What we're going to do is take a break uh, on uh, Punners Postmortem. We'll hear from our sponsors. If you've got a call or a question for the boys, 13.53.53. On the other side of this, we'll talk to Dino about the railway stakes, of course, which was the feature there in the West uh, on Saturday. Australians are practical people. So what about a useful everyday diary for women full of essential health information that also saves lives? Now that's something. The Australian Women's Health Diary funds life-saving breast cancer trials research. Buy one for yourself or someone you love and do something that does something. It's just $18.95 from newsagents, Woolworths and magshop.com.au. The Australian Women's Health Diary. Buy the diary that saves lives today. Hear that? It's treble time at TAB. It's the popular exotic bet type where you can pick three winners from the three nominated races at the one track to be in the money. Go wide in each leg with extra runners or stick to one if you're on a good thing. It's just like a quaddy with one less leg. And it's now available on Australian Thoroughbred, Greyhound and Harness races. Check out the treble on the TAB app today. TAB. Long may we play. Subject to availability, races must be official nominated treble legs for specified race meetings only. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help. 1-800-858-858. The Australian Women's Health Diary funds life-saving breast cancer trials research. Just $18.95 from newsagents, Woolworths and magshop.com.au. The Australian Women's Health Diary. Buy the diary that saves lives today. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. It's 9.25 on Punners Postmortem. You're with Ron Duffercy, Dean Lester, Glenn Munsey. And we're going to dissect... Uh, we'll continue to take your calls and, and also dissect a few of your texts about uh, the race on the weekend. We were mentioning before about it was a graveyard at Ballarat. Punners were having a bloodbath. It was a difficult day at Kembla. But there was some normality, Dino, in the West. Uh, w Pike doing W Pike things. And it was a lovely ride in the railway and... I'm tipping a lot of people blasted out on Inspirational Girl. Well, it was the horse that uh, Bob P has uh, recalled him from to you know, miss out on Acadia Queen and uh, say go into quarantine and be back for the railway, and uh, he was. Uh, and uh, he got the job done uh, yeah, in typical Pike fashion, cut through the field, and uh, she was back. It was a very, very hot speed, and uh, the, you know, the, the speed horses, with the exception of Too Close to Sun, who loves that sort of pressure, um, they folded, and, and she's just uh, dived through and, and won well, and uh, taken her record to nine wins from 11 starts, so she's an absolute beauty, another one from the, the Bob Peters factory. What did you make of uni time? Because there's a few texts about uni time and, and the run, um, the the fish road, Jason Whiting, and 100 to 1, it's lobbed in for third. Yeah, it was a good run and, and a really good closing sectional time. Uh, it was the home in 11.34 on the end of a hot speed. The winner was home in 11.51, so it ran really well uni time. I think too close to some was terrific. He's a good tough horse, and we know he can get out to, you know, he won the Warnable Cup at 2,300, so he's uh, he's going to be suited if uh, if they do uh, end up nominating him for the Kingston Town, but, you know, Perth Cup probably beckons for him as well, and Red Can Man, who uh, they knocked back a big offer from the East uh, at the start of spring with the eye of winning this race. Uh, he ran well, but uh, 
he uh, he's ended up in fourth place and, and probably uh, you know, off the run he had that you know, he was entitled to maybe go a touch better. Duff, there's a few cheeky texts here. One from Tom from Tamworth. Um, is there a nice little picnic meeting for Kemantari to push on to? <laughs> oh, poor old Kemantari. He's a punchline, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, we've we've got one every year, and unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, it's his year. Well, Tom Tom Melbourne retired. Tom and, Melbourne and gave yeah. It, yeah, gave him That's the room, passed it over. There'll be another one come along next year too. Yeah, oh. they cert- certainly will. <laughs> hey, just um, your hand up already. <laughs> just in Perth, there's a few ticks here. No names on the Dino, but just your thoughts on Miss Frost, which raced in race seven, uh, Mitchell Pateman Road over there in the west in the Jungle Miss Classic. Um, just wondering, you know, if it's a horse they should, people should follow. Look, it was a really uh, leisurely run race and basically a dash home, and it really suited Miss Frost. She's a she's a terrific little mare. She's done a great job because uh, she had problems before she ever raced. And uh, for uh, Luke Fernie, uh, a really big stakes win. He's uh, building a good reputation with uh, horses off other stables. He had a great run last year and won a feature race with Mr Genoa. And uh, Miss Frost uh, winning on Saturday... Um, the one that got home well in that race was Lonsdale Lady. He actually ran the best 800, 600, 400, 200 of the whole meeting. So uh, in running fifth, uh, I'd say Lonsdale Lady, the next part of this series goes to 1,400 and she'll be uh, better suited again. Right. Um, a couple of texts here, Duff, in relation to Stolen Jade and what your thoughts uh, were on Makura as a beaten favourite? Um, look, they those four that went across the line all had their chance. Um, Stolen Jade, Turnstile, McCrura and Intrepidacious. Uh, Stolen Jade's a beauty. Um, I, I must say she's just jumped the barb uh, this preparation. She was threatening uh, to, to win a few races last preparation, but um, now that she's, what, what is she, three from three this prep now, and she's more mature. She's a four-year-old now. Uh, she's got a little bit of pedigree that suggests these, so you things can get better with a bit of age so I think they're on their way and I think maybe even you know she she could hit stakes level I know she's just more or less out of a benchmark 72 or something or she won a 78 there on Saturday but who knows uh, she she could have black type in the making written on her because she's that was only her 11th start and that's four wins now so uh, she was good turnstiles ready to win uh, Makura yeah she's she's had to live with that hype where she um, looked really good um, last preparation, you know, in, in a couple of races, but uh, she'll win more, but she just hasn't grown up into herself, uh, but I'm not knocking her because she, it's not as if she's exactly failed twice, and Intrepidations just may have been a little too fresh, uh, so I'm not completely giving up on her, but those four, first four across the line were... they. They pretty well run to form, um, but uh, she was just too tough, Stolen Jay, with a recent run under her belt. All right, uh, 9.30 it is on Sky Sports Radio. We've got uh, Jamie coming up uh, with the news, uh, with latest sporting headlines. The open line is open, 13.53.53. If you've got any questions for the team, give us a call, get involved, and keep sending your text messages in as well. But here's Jamie with the latest. Thanks, Dave. Jared Hayne will defend two charges of aggravated sexual assault at a trial beginning at Newcastle District Court today. West Tigers forward Josh Allier faces being fined and then sacked if he fails to attend the club's first official training sessions. In the AFL, St Kilda of Axe Shane Savage after 109 games with the club. Cricket Australia has handed the Sydney Sixers a $25,000 fine for including fast bowler Haley Silver Holmes to the list without her return from injury being approved. And in EPL, West Ham recorded a 1-0 victory over Sheffield United, Leeds 0-0 with Arsenal and Liverpool 3-0 over Leicester City. Hey trainers, has your horse lost its appetite? Don't despair because there is a solution. A lack of appetite is a sure sign your horse is feeling stressed. Give them the extra support they need with Poseidon Equine Stress Paste, designed specifically for those times your horse needs that extra help. Visit poseidon-equine.com to learn how to get that horse eating again. That's poseidon-equine.com. Poseidon Equine. True health begins in the gut. Thanks to Venue Mode, you get access to exclusive markets and offers. Once you walk through the door of your local tab and your app turns green. See? Oh, Wait, this is radio. You can't see. Well, imagine the colour green sounds like this. 
For more of that sweet-sounding green colour, make a date with your local today. Tab. Long may we play. Venue mode available on the Tab app in operating Tab venues, agencies and selected racecourses only. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help. 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Postmortem. Yeah, you, uh, you certainly are. And if you've got any questions or calls, 13.53.53 is the open line number. You're with uh, Ron Doversy, Dean Lester and also Glenn Munsey looking at the Saturday that was. And, of course, the carnival continues on over there in the west. Um, the Sunshine Coast Carnival, Ballistic Boy, was very good on the weekend. Um, what did you make, Dino, of Tavi Dance on Saturday? Uh, Steve G just sent a text in. Hi, guys. For Dino, Tavi Dance. Where do next? Thought was a moral beaten. Uh, yesterday in the Kilmore Cup, Dave, uh, yeah, should have won. Um, wouldn't expect to see it on a tight track like Kilmore again. Uh, so I think uh, it gets to Flemington or Sandown uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it'll be winning. Uh, he, he's a good progressive horse. He's going to be, you know, I would think, you know, probably next preparation, he's like a winter championship style horse, about that standard. Uh, maybe a little bit better, but uh, he should have won yesterday, yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so there you go, Stevie G. Mark's on line one. Morning, Mark. Yeah, hi, boys. Uh, just about the Kosciuszko and the, the rules of Kosciuszko. I remember a guy ringing up oh, a little while back, not long after Kosciuszko, and said Redouble would go back to his normal stable after the race, and months come up and said, oh, well, I'd like to see that or something. Well, you can see it now. It's official. He's back with um, Bjorn Baker. I just think that's flaunting the rules. You know, I don't think it was made for to do things like that. I think it's not in the spirit of racing. I just want to know what your opinion is. I think it was put on for the country boys, not the city boys, to take advantage of it. Anyone want to chime in? Yeah, well, I didn't know that was the case. Uh, that's uh, disappointing, I must say. Um, I he had a heart of fibrillation or something last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newcastle in the Hunter. Mm. Yeah, he tailed yeah. off there and he had the, yeah. the, um, the, the heart of... It, it, I, I did. I did hear Bjorn say the other yeah. day that he would be coming back. He's still listed under He's the still, care yeah. of Mitchell Beer at the moment, yeah. but I did hear Bjorn say that he would come back to him to be set for the um, the Magic That's Millions right. race that he's raced in the last couple of years. Yeah, he's definitely coming back. He's definitely mm. coming back. I just think it's not in the spirit of racing. I don't think it was designed for that. It's, it's legal; they can do it, but I just don't think it was designed for that. That's all. Mm. I think it'll it'll probably. Something like that will probably get them thinking of a change of rules personally. Yes. Um, I think you'll see some tinkering with the rules. You know, every, everything's, you know, you've you got to sit in a, get in your roundtable discussions after every carnival, what's gone wrong, what's gone right. I think, um, I even think there's, there's talk of the Bondi moving to Melbourne Cup Day, to tell you, uh, I read somewhere. So yeah, Chris Rich that, read that it in the Herald this morning. That, that's, yeah, and well, that's, that's looking to bring Newcastle and Kembla forward a week. Yep. Uh, and that that would enable both of them then also to have um, city opposition uh, metropolitan meetings to go, to run with them in Melbourne and, and Brisbane. Yeah, I just it wasn't working where it was. So if the things if your programming isn't working, you've got to fix it. And I think that's the main thing. You know, you, you've got to admit. Well, I'm not saying mistakes, but things that aren't working. Mm. Yeah, and that's one thing that the team and that's, race and that's one Wales, thing. Yeah, yeah. That, there's no there's there's no resting on their laurels, is there? Every year there's there's changes, but I do agree with um, the spirit yeah, and the, that'll and be there changed. Are, there are certain there are rules set down, you know, for the Kosciuszko like that. There has to be in the care of the trainer for I think it's so uh, July, yeah. you know. Um, so you know, three months beforehand. So basically, that preparation. But um, you know, there, there, there's rules. You know, you're only allowed to go sixty on the road. You're allowed uh, you to fall with the rules. Yeah, the rules are there to be adhered to, and they adhere to the rules. Now, uh, I believe we've got another caller there, Boydo, on line number two. Brad. Morning, Brad. G'day, boys. Um, Dino, just one for you, mate, um, or any other boys who might be able to help me. I just, I do watch a lot of the Melbourne trials, um, and often around this time of the year, especially with the two-year-olds, they go around, obviously, unnamed, Um I'm just after a website where I can put in the breeding of the horse for it to actually return the race name once it does get named. Because it's uh, often, you know, difficult. I must know um, to look through the form and just try and find yep. a trainer with that breeding once it does get named. But I did yep, have well, a look on Riser. I can't find a base no. on Riser where it does do that. So I was just wondering if you had a uh, any idea. Uh, the 
the best one is the race club, all one word, dot com dot au forward slash jump outs. The race club jump outs. Okay. Thanks, Dino. And uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's for Victoria and South Australian. Uh, they seem to have a, most of the jump outs covered. Uh, it's good that today, with the lifting of uh, some of our uh, protocols, that uh, we've got official trials actually today at uh, Tatura, which is the first time we've had official trials since March. So it's uh, it's good that uh, they're back online. Awesome, um, Munch. Just one for you too, buddy. Um, I was just wondering if you could fire up Larry there and have a look at the. Um I am speaking through my kick here, but just have a look at the dividends for um, uh, Ballarat Race 6 on Saturday. I jagged the exactor and was ex- uh, expecting a good result with the winner paying uh, $11, the second one 7 and they threw back $64.80 for the exactor. With, with the, in sure. Melbourne paying three twenty-five and Queensland four oh four. Do you want this explained sure for the four sure millionth time? Can go down again on Saturday. Do you want this explained for the four millionth time? Don't fire him up. Don't fire him up. Yeah, too much on. Jeez. Yeah. Quinella only paid 180. Yeah. yeah I've actually got one. I've actually, <laughs> I've actually got a better one for you. You know how you get half in the doubles? Yeah. Uh, for the same horse to win two races in 1974. And I've got, got saw photographic evidence of this the other day on Twitter. Bill Waterhouse put his doubles out for the Caulfield Melbourne Cup. Same horse, a quarter of the odds, and the maximum you can take is a thousand to one. And there also stable doubles, reduced quote. That yeah, was in nineteen seventy four. Yeah. Nineteen seventy four you're getting a quarter of the odds, the same horse. It's two thousand and twenty of people and still complaining. Hey, um, Duff, I don't know if you watched uh, Hong Kong yesterday with uh, the big race there. A few texts here, no names on them, but just wanting your thoughts on uh, Golden 60. Is that is that his name? Is it Golden 66 or yeah. Golden 60? Uh, Golden 60. Golden 60. 60 yeah. He's a deep and, field, isn't he? Yeah, yeah and they're wanting to know... Um, they're wanting to know, oh, is Golden 60 the deep field or is the other one, the five for five, a deep field? Anyway, they're just I wanting to know if both. he came out, if he, oh, they both are. If he came out be. here for the, um, for the carnival, which look, he, he probably won't, but if he was, would he be competitive in our sort of wait for age 10 furlong races? Um, Golden 60 is, yes. He's a, he's, yeah, he, he's, he's the miler, isn't he? He won the mile yeah. there last night. Yeah. yeah so, Boy, what is he? He's won a heap of races in a row. Might be ten, is it? I'm ten, not sure. I think now. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's quite a few. Uh, no, he, he looks the real thing. I don't know how strong they are at the moment. No. I, I, you'd, you'd have to get a a feel for them. I suppose we'll get a feel when with the sprinters, with uh, you know, shortly with the international meeting coming around with Classic Legend and. Uh, Chris Lee's old horse won there last night. Um, the, the staying race, Fuel Roar. He looked pretty good. He had to international day. So I don't know whether they're in a, a, a strong year in Hong Kong with their locals as well. Dino, you know, did you watch David Hayes win? All right, the first starter that was scratched at the barriers the other night. Uh, everyone, every, blessed. Every man, his dog was tipping that. They, they thought they might have got a price with Blake Shin on it, but it, it didn't work, did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go uh, to Dino. What about uh, your thoughts on the two-year-old Clockwise Classic? Uh, Johnny Sargent sends Ready Available down, uh, gets the chocolates. Um, are these horses you want to continue to follow, Dino? Oh, if they go to their right races, uh, I don't. I don't think it's uh, you know, leading to the uh, the Magic Millions on the Gold Coast. It gives them a ticket in, but uh, whether they're going to to measure up, it's a better race than it used to be because it's now on a bigger track uh, it's on the outer track of uh, Ballarat so it's not as bad a turn and we'd, you wouldn't have seen a horse like Ready Available win in the past because it came from last to, to win but uh, did a good job I thought it improved a lot off its trial I thought its trial at Rose Hill was okay but uh, it uh, it really did improve um, the second and third went for home pretty early um, nice horse there I just don't think he's quite there he's Briggs uh, for Peter and Paul Snowden he, he hadn't had any luck in trials and uh, he had a good run on Saturday, but he just looks like a big frame to me. He looks like uh, he might improve with time. Mm. And speaking of those Magic Millions races on the Gold Coast, uh, first acceptances are due on Friday the 4th of December, so we'll have markets available on the two- and three-year-old races as soon as possible. We get those first acceptances and late uh, nominations uh, for mm. those Magic Millions races. 
And then we've got that uh, two-year-old race coming up. I don't think it's this week. It's um, in a couple of weeks' time at Wyong, don't we? We'll have that sort of Wyong Magic Millions meeting, won't we, months? Yes, which has yeah. provided some very, very good form in the last few years. Yeah, it certainly has. Um, boys, uh, a couple of texts here uh, in relation to... Um, uh, the performance, this one for you, Duff. Uh, the performance of this young boy, Brock Ryan. Uh, and wanting to know your thoughts on, on watching Brock as a jockey yourself. Um, what do you make of the youngster? Yep, um, he's been a, he's had a mature apprentice, more or less. He's, he's been apprenticed for a while. He's, he's um, um, yeah, I don't know how old he would be. But anyways, he rode really well on Saturday. It's a big event for him. It's a standalone. We, you know, he's the probably one of only a few of apprentices at Kimbler Grange, and he, then the trainers got behind him and behind him, and he had a really nice book of rides around the ten to one mark there, and he had a really good day. You know, he 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 rode them all well. He he his first winner was uh, She's All In, who he rated it well, and then he rode. Um, our Bellagio miss, I think, and she was just beaten. Um, no issues there. And then he uh, won on the last winner, Monogal. Um, you know, 16 to 1 chance. And then he was, I think, the, probably the highlight of his day was getting a ride for Chris Waller. And um, it would have been one of the rides of the day when she burst through and uh, looked like the winner there, Betcha Flying. And so, um, so he would have been proud of his effort there and... and Chris will probably give another ride, ride or two after that. But two winners, a second on a third on a feature day. He really excelled and showed himself off. But uh, yeah, he, he, he's a good little rider. And he's still right. got six months. He's still got six months six to go. Six months, he's is it? Yeah. Gentured to next May. Okay. All right, beautiful. Uh, we'll take another break, boys. Uh, we've got 15 minutes to go on the program. Still plenty of calls. Uh, if you want to get involved, 135353 is the open line number or the text line which uh, is in full swing. And don't forget, just before we close the show today, we'll get the, the boys' horses to follow as uh, racing continues. And we'll be back shortly. Did you know that you can play your favourite radio stations on Google Nest speakers and displays? Next time you want to listen, just say, Hey Google, then ask to play a specific station. So if your hands are busy scrambling eggs, getting dressed or packing the kids' lunch, use your voice to turn on, turn up or change the radio station. All hands free. Get the new Google Nest Audio for only $149 on the Google Store. Requires Wi-Fi and compatible device. T's and C's apply. Skipped breakfast? Well, are the dogs barking this morning? <laughs> Kevin Walters, morning to you. Oh, they're barking. They've already barked, the dogs. They're I thought your phone me. would have been off this morning, Kevin. No, no, I'm ready to rock and roll. Ready to rumble with you, fella. Hey, listen, fella. I've managed to get three of the best seats in the house for you uh, at Suncorp tonight. Oh. oh, that's right. You can't come up. Danny, going to make it sweeter when we're holding that trophy up, Kevin. Now shut up and drive. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. Attention breeders, are you prepping your yearlings for the upcoming sales? Now, more than ever, we know that a horse's gut is its engine and affects the way your horse looks, feels and performs. That's why so many breeders are using Poseidon Equine products to build their future champions from the inside. Visit Poseidon-Equine.com to learn how you can maximise your returns in the sale ring. That's Poseidon-Equine.com. Poseidon Equine. True health begins in the gut. You're listening to Punter's Postmortem. Have your say. Call us on 13 53 53 SMS 0419 767 272 or send us a tweet at Sky Sports Radio 1. 9.46, and uh, you're on Punish Postmortem. Just a few texts here, Ron Doversey, in relation to activation. What did you make of activation? And also an update on Corey Brown. I think Corey's uh, still rehabilitating. He's still um, suffering um, some issues. So he won't be back at the track anytime soon, Corey. But, um, yeah, Macca wants to know, activation, the tab highway. Yeah, well, another one. Um, slow out, um, but which... We had our heart in our mouth because he got a bit of a history of it anyway. Mm. Uh, so, and then it was all going good. He was going to get a beautiful run through and just got held up at a, a stage he didn't want to. So you could make a, you know, a case that he was unlucky as well. He had a pretty rough day there, Nash. He, um, those two horses that missed the start and he had to ride for Luckmore and they probably both should have won. And then he was beaten by protest and uh, in another race. So he, he had a dirty day. But uh, yeah, he's a nice horse. Accountability, um, sorry, not accountability, uh, activation. 
and he's going to have some fun with him, Cody. I think Dia Resimo was unlucky there as well. She missed the start and got her foot on the till, and there was a few other horses there as well. But um, she makes her own luck. She's all in, doesn't she? she, she just, uh, she's been so consistent on top of the speed and uh, just keeps going. Yeah, the, uh, the that we can lead to another text here. Your thoughts on the protest, accountability? Yeah, look, I, I, side on, you think, oh, geez, that should have won accountability. And then when you see the head on, you think, okay, now does he sustain a run? Is there a run there for him in the middle, which is 50-50? And when you see the head on, when uh, significance just shifted in there and you could see McDonald just rev up for that run and the, the rules say... You'd have to be two lengths clear and all that, but he was a, he was say he was a length uh, behind them. McDonald had to steady when Nash just rolled in half a horse. He was entitled to the run. I don't think there's any argument with the uphill progress protest because it uh, it would have won. So yeah. I know if you if it, it all depends what side of the fence you're on with the punt. Uh, but I didn't have a, a back those two horses. I was on Navy Cross there, but uh, I think it was the right decision. Well, I've got pretty well no doubts it was the right decision. Dino, a few texts and questions here in relation to Titan Blinders and your thoughts of its win the last. Well, he was very well suited by how the day was panning out, Dave, and uh, I thought there'd be a couple probably testing for the lead, but uh, he got up there pretty comfortably and he's just going really well and this is his go, 13-1400. They've tried him up to a mile and uh, he just doesn't quite get it. But uh, on Saturday, he was uh, he was right there and uh, made his own luck. I thought uh, Yadash raced maybe a little bit keenly. Uh, I thought he'd win that race, but uh, he uh, he might have just needed that run. And uh, I am Vinny, as he tends to do, and he's done in Sydney. Bob's up at a big price getting into the money. But Titan Blinder's going really well. And... Wouldn't be surprised if he had a little freshen up and aimed at a race like the Chester Manifold at Flemington. Uh, 1,400 leading there in summer. He'd be taking a bit of running down. Dino, uh, Dino the, um, was that, is he a nice horse or just a, a weak 1,000-metre race? Is that Valmaster that won the last at, uh, mm. at Booney Valley? Is he, is, he, is he a good horse? Uh, he might be a really good horse. Yeah. Um, he's been absolutely spectacular in both of his wins. Uh, I thought, you know, like Kyneton, he... Ran the best times of the day. I thought he did get onto the best ground there, but uh, to to make ground like that and win with the rail at seven at Mooney Valley on uh, Friday night, uh, did it with total arrogance too, and beat uh, beat older horses that are very very seasoned and very capable. Uh, certainly around the valley, time was good. I mean, from the front they ran the last six hundred in thirty three seventy four, so he was a bit off them. Uh, he's gone home pretty hard, so no, he's a, he, he's a proper horse. Yeah, okay. So we follow Valmaster. It, um, it was well-backed as well. It was short odds. Um, but I remember on debut, um, Dan, you might be able to help me out here. There was a horse that they backed to beat Valmaster, didn't they? Um, was it one of um, Danny O'Brien's? Yeah, it was Quentin Cup Day. Um, I'm just uh, looking it up now. Um, yeah, Sugar it was Town. Sugar Town. It was, Sugar yeah, Town. It was yeah. And it was really well backed on that occasion. Because yeah. um, I think Mark Hunter made it a special, actually, on that when he came on the radio. Um, what about uh, this? Uh, we'll, we'll jump back to the fourth at Kembler Duff. Uh, now, putters wanting to know, can they follow Hulk with confidence now, considering he sort of looks like he's putting it together or you still got reservations about him? Um, no, I, I must say, he, Chris has worked him out and he's probably training him like a run-on sprinter now and it seems to be working. So I, I, we can have fun with him and, and, and talk about his desire, but uh, he's, he's formed this um, last... This preparation has been pretty solid when you look at it. And uh, now he gets the right type of races, uh, fast speed, he's finishing off well. So... Yeah, he's racing really well. So that was, it's like before yesterday, before Saturday, it was only, what you look at, two wins from 20 and 11 placings. So he, he's tarred straight away. Um, but after Saturday, uh, just, he's going to keep, have to climb, uh, get up in the grades now and can, can continue to do it. But he, he's always showed ability, this horse, even when Darren Weir had him. So maybe he's matured, he's worked him out. And that's his go in life, run on sprinter, and he, he, he'll get to open grade. Boys, um, Munns, I might come to you here. Have you seen anything in relation to um, to Reese Jones? I know he had that bad fall 
yesterday. I went to the Racing New South Wales website um, and also in a search just quickly while we're on air on on the socials. Have you boys heard anything, Muns, etc.? Uh, well, my mother's one of his biggest fans, Dave, and gets on uh, talks to his mother quite regularly. And he, I think you'll find he stayed in hospital last night because my mother okay. did put something out a last night. mild concussion, night. I think. Just a mild yeah. concussion. So, no broken um, bones. Mm-mm. Okay, beautiful. There's a text and there, I know so Rod there. Northern was interviewed midway through the day and, and said he'd spoken to him uh, when he was in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. So that's always a good sign when you're conducting a conversation with someone. Uh, but mm. just a little bit of mild concussion and that. But, um, you know, he'll bounce back and he's, he's riding in very, very good form at the moment, Rhys Jones. Certainly is. Certainly is. And they, um, I never met him, but uh, from speaking with Rod and a number of people around that Kembler area, uh, not Kembler area, Scone area, they say he's just an absolute beauty, uh, champion bloke. Boys, did any of you see the Sunshine Coast on the weekend? Uh, bits yeah. and pieces without Bit, Bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, I know well, the float driver didn't see it. He went to the Gold Coast. <laughs> Yes. What about that? What about Isn't that? Isn't that a new uh, way of doing your money? That's that is uh, totally charmed. They just want to know: Did anyone see totally charmed? I'll, I'll put my hand up. I didn't see uh, totally charmed. Um, uh, that was did, race four, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I would have That's about all. No, that's all right. What about the feature ballistic boy? Well, he's always been a genuine horse, hasn't he? I thought show, so. You win was home when he charged through the inside, but ballistic boy. Very talented horse, and he'll rev up for, oh, I think, probably a Magic Millions Day again. That's where we're looking for these summer carnival horses uh, around this time of year. They're, most of them are Magic Millions types trying to get into races that they've been in at the previous year. So, no, he's a good horse, I think. And okay, speaking beautiful. of the, the sunny coast, if you can find it, the photo of Tokariki Lad winning the last race. The oh, yeah. amazing photo I have ever seen. What's the story? Well, there? he's just got his—he's got his. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like he's half yeah. red, and, and it's like you savaging fresh air. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It's an amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable, photo. Duff. Okay. Um, okay. Get on there and have a search. Yeah, he's got his. Uh, um, has he done that before? Uh, like, he's, not, he's not, actually, not so much in a photo, but has he I done think that he's sort of a horse antics? before? Yeah, I know yeah. he has. Yeah. So there you go. Um, he probably, I'll tell you what, a few of the owners would have been savaging the St Kilda <laughs> yeah. Hotel at Armadale. Jimmy Deedy's and the, the Barbarians Rugby Club up there in Armadale. They're in the ownership of Tokariki Lad. So I'm sure Harley Payne and the team at the St Kilda would have been preparing for a big night after it got the money. Uh, one text here, a gentleman just said, Dave, when is Andrew Atkins back? He's in full training at the moment. He's doing a lot of stuff with... Uh, Trent Langland's up there, uh, which a lot of the jockeys do up in uh, at the Charing Cross, and I think you'll see him back early next year. That's his that's his goal. But um, that's great. Yeah. he's a, he's a tough little bugger, and he's uh, he's quite keen to get back. In fact, uh, we're hoping he all gets back soon because he's one of these blokes. When he's bored, he'll just um, annoy all of us. And I'm sure we've all got mates like that when uh, they've got nothing to do. Get back to the track, Randall. Uh, what did you make, uh, Duff, of Matawi? Uh, gee, it was a grouse ride from James McDonald, wasn't it? Yeah, he got on with him well, didn't he? He's, um, we've all said before, you've got to time your run on him perfectly. The, yeah, he's very well try- tried there. I suppose he had some nice form lines and races that he'd come out of there. So, yep, right on the line he gets them. Elaborates come up well. Uh, Betcha flying, she burst through. You would have thought she was home. She she wasn't far away. Chris's three horses pretty well dominated this race, and, and she's busting to win another race. Vegas Jewel, but Vegas Jewel, but uh, just struggling to do it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Birdie Beck, Birdie Beck, a, 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 obviously a total forgive. Another one missing the start on the day badly um, after rearing, and he should have. Obviously, should have finished closer, but he was going to burst through there even after that and got um, hampered. So he's come back well. They had a bit of a nibble at Matawi, didn't they, Munns? Well, it was more than a nibble, Dave. When you consider he he, he was he was six dollars fifty or around that mark the majority of the week after going up eight fifty. Uh, no scratchings in the race. Still there six fifty on Saturday morning. And then was bang six fifty into around about four eighty, got into as short as four sixty. I think you'll find Betcha Flying might have SP'd favourite, and she was eight dollars in as well. And they managed to fight out the finish. Mm, yeah, they certainly. He did. was he was eight fifty first price as uh, uh, Matawi, so he, he was one of a real uh, whether it's a bit of McDonald factor there or not. But geez, considering his strike rate, this preparation from zero, um, they found him. They found him well. 
All right. Um, uh, Dino, a couple of texts here on riding the wave. The first, um, is this uh, one of Lindsay's that we should be following? Uh, no doubt. Yeah, he's uh, he was... He was big odds on Saturday. Uh, I just thought he might have been looking for further, and it took every bit of the eleven hundred. But uh, he'll, uh, yeah, he'll go through the grades over summer. He's a very nice horse. Uh, his New Zealand form suggests it, and he's had two runs in Australia. They've both been really positive. All right, boys, let's get some horses to follow for our punters. Um, we'll start with you, Ronnie. What are you? Uh, what are you following from this Kembla meeting? Uh, well, she's still a maiden, dear Rissima, so surely she can be placed to advantage. So, dear Rissima. I think he might be a good horse, accountability. Um, I know it's summer form and there's a lot of these important stayers around, but when you when you dissect him, he hasn't been over-raced. He's got good pedigree. He's, he's one on the wet, now he's one on the dry. He's early in his prep. I think he might be one of these uh, imports that sneaks up and gets to a good level. And, well, dare I say it, uh, old mate Greek hero has to go in. Beautiful. Dino, what are we uh, pushing from uh, the Melbourne meeting on the weekend? Yeah, I reckon there'd be a few, Dave, because as the track played, uh, there were a few in the wrong spot. But uh, earlier in the day, I liked the uh, the three-year-old Vobus race. Uh, Cerulio misses a lightly race filly. I think she's got a really good future. She ran second. And Super Yulong just needs further. He's had two runs at 1,400 and he's just been warming up. Uh, I'd like to see him when he gets to probably 1,600 and even beyond. He's got a bit of a future and out of the last race, a good mare that uh, came through the grades over winter, walking, flying. She's going to have a really good summer. Uh, she was uh, out in the wrong spot, but ran quite well, even though she was beaten six lengths. Uh, I want to be with her next start. All right, Munns, your horse to follow. Uh, I'm going to go with Knight in the first race. He set up a well. He set up a speed that broke the track record. They don't run a lot of 1500 metre races at Kembla, but he was going from a Class One on a Saturday at Newcastle to a Saturday race, and that's a massive jump in grade. And uh, just over raced a little bit there, so he's still eligible for a Class Two race actually. Uh, Knight, and I thought in the Tab Highway, uh, the stablemate to uh, Activation Eva's Deal. Had absolutely zero luck. And there's an 1,800-metre Class 3 highway in two weeks at Rose Hill. Has its name written all over it. The racing continues, doesn't it, this week, boys? The Festival Stakes in Sydney on Saturday at Rose Hill, the Group 3, the Starlight Stakes, the ATC Cup, just to name a few. We've also got the big racing from the West with the Winter Bottom. All in market, but Tab has trekking $2.30 in favourite there um, in front of Elite Street, Indian Pacific. I know I'm putting you on the spot here, Dino, but if punters are looking to have an early play in that winter bottom, barriers aside, I mean, surely, is trekking just a level above them? Uh, you'd think so. Uh, he, I thought that going into the race last year, but I think he's just had a... He, he just looks as though he's got the, the right sort of uh, form for it. Um, I think they're... They're uh, going to be on good ground. Uh, looks like another good week of uh, weather because they, they did a bit of a dirty week the week before when the sprinters had their lead-up run in the uh, Colonel Reeves. So that form might turn around a bit, the local form, getting onto dry ground. And uh, you know, I'd be uh, I'd be with Trekking and Vella Road, who's run, I think, fifth in the race the last couple of years. He could certainly run well. And, of course, we've got in, on Saturday at Doombin the uh, recognition stakes for over 1350 Sky Racing, Tattersall's recognition, the Spirit of Boom Classic for the girls, the fillies and mares, and uh, that winning edge Doombin plate uh, for the two-year-olds. We'll start to see those two-year-old races pop up, and as Munns alluded to, it'll start to heat up in regards to that Magic Millions fields uh, for the two-year-old and the three-year-old classic. And, of course... Um, uh, we've also got uh, international racing. I see on Sunday the Japan Cup, and if you like seeing good horses, tune in because you've got Armandai. This is the All In Market, by the way. Contrail at two twenty-five with the tab in front of Armandai at two eighty, and Daring Tact at four fifty. So there's some serious, serious horse flesh going around in that Japan Cup on Sunday. Gents, thanks for being on Punters Post Morning. We'll talk next week. See you guys. Thanks, Dave. Terrific. Thanks, Dave. 10, 10.01 on Sky Sports Radio. We've got uh, a stack of previews coming your way today. Two New South Wales race meetings, so we'll jump into them very shortly. Here's Jamie, though, with the news.